everyone, it's the Monday water cooler chat on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com. We're still doing it. Bengals season's over, but we are still bringing you the content. We're still going to get you updated on what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals and the AFC North and the rest of the NFL because this is a big, big news day. They call it, uh, what is it, Black Monday or something to that effect because unfortunately a lot of a lot of folks are losing their jobs around the league, and uh, there is some news on that front with the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk about that. We have a ton, a ton to get to today, a ton to get to. I'm going to share a lot of stuff with my screen so you can see it if you're tuning in live, whether it's on Cincy Jungle's Facebook page, whether it's on the Orange and Black Insider Twitter account at Bengals OBI, or if you're tuning in to uh, our, our YouTube channel, the Orange and Black Insider YouTube channel. I believe it's under my left arm there. There's a little, by my left elbow, there's a little icon there. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, get notified when we go live, when new material is out. If you like the Facebook page, you'll get notified when we go live and when new material is out as well. So um, please do that. And if you are listening to the audio after the fact, appreciate that. Get it wherever. Uh, We're basically on all the major streaming platforms. So uh, get it how you can. Leave us a review if you like what we're doing, especially. Uh, try not to tell us how dumb we are or how dumb I am. But uh, if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating. Helps us out. And uh, if you got some constructive criticism on where you'd like to see the show go, both in 21 and really kind of just in this off season, we'd be open to hearing some of that feedback too. But uh, as I, I'm just going to echo it again as I ended yesterday's postgame show. Thank you all for your support, uh, not only in all of 2020, but before that, if you're longtime listeners, 2020 was a huge year for our program and a huge year for CincyJungle.com in general. So that's thanks to you all. Well, let's get, let's get right to it. Yesterday, as I did the post-game show, there was, I shared a story on Pro Football Talk from Mike Florio that talked about some rumors starting to surface based on the team losing the way it did at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens on their home field, 38 to three. There were some, some rumblings there that, you know, Zach Taylor may not actually be safe after some reports earlier in the week that said Zach was going to be back. Some assistants were not. Then there was a report by Mike Florio that said maybe Zach Taylor actually is in trouble based on what happened in week 17. Well, we've got an official statement from Mike Brown and the Cincinnati Bengals, ladies and gentlemen. So this is on Bengals.com. I'm going to share it with you. Here is the statement. If you have not seen it yet, interesting picture of Zach and Mike Brown right there. Quote right here. Our fans wanted a fresh new direction two years ago, and that is what we aim to do in hiring a bright, energetic head coach in Zach Taylor. We remain bullish on the foundation Zach is building And we look forward to next year giving our fans the winning results we all want. In Zach's two years, we have added many new starters and contributions through the draft. We have invested heavily in free agency, and we have acquired a talented young quarterback with a bright future. The quote continues, This season, we faced challenges with injuries at key positions and missed opportunities. I am proud of our football team and... Uh, I'm proud of our football team for fighting through adversity. That adversity and hard work will help us next season. We'll enter the offseason looking to shore up our weaknesses and amplify the strengths 
of our talented young core. We are not discouraged, but instead feel motivated and confident that next year will reap the benefits of the work that has been done to date. We must capitalize on the opportunities in front of us. Next year, we will earn our stripes. Uh, so that is that is that. And a couple of things, I, I don't try not to go too deep into analysis on this. I try and just kind of share news on this water cooler chat episode. But a couple of things to note here as I scroll back up and we, we you can see the quote in its entirety here. Again, this is on bangles.com. Uh, look. First of all, the word bullish, we remain bullish. Just that phrase just is so Mike Brown. Um, <laughs> it just seems like, I mean, it's just not really in the uh, the lexicon of, of many of our <laughs> many of our day-to-day -day, uh, grammar and conversations and whatnot. But anyway, um, look, we kind of knew that if, if they were going to support Zach Taylor, they were going to talk about the challenges over the past couple of off seasons and this one, especially they were going to talk about the injuries. They were going to basically kind of, you know, embed the excuses uh, a bit in terms of why they're bringing him back. Uh, and they pointed to, you know, it's interesting that he said our fans wanted a fresh new direction. So he's kind of saying we've listened to the fans here. And of course they point to invested heavily in free agency, whether that means they will continue to do so. I don't know. But basically, this was a statement that said, you wanted us to go a different direction from Marvin Lewis. We did that. We're keeping on with this direction in Zach Taylor. And in doing so, you know, kind of added some feathers in their own cap, so to speak. That, that's what they think by investing heavily in free agency and getting a, a talented young quarterback. So Zach Taylor staying. He is staying for 21. We'll see just how long that leash is. We will see what he does with other assistants going forward. I've got a clip I'm going to play for you in just a second here, courtesy of All Bengals and our friend uh, James Rapine relaying a, a press conference video. I'm just going to play a brief snippet of that. Um, Zach playing it pretty close to the vest. I think we know now there are at least position coaches that will be Relieved of their duties with the Cincinnati Bengals remains to be seen what happens at the coordinator levels, whether it's Brian Callahan or Luana Rumo. Uh, look, guys, I mean, just for for purposes of our show here, the Bengals in two games against the Baltimore Ravens this year were outscored 65 to 6. So I don't think either coordinator, I mean, if you want to just point to those two games, and by the way, um, you know, those those three teams, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers in the division, those three other teams made the playoffs, and it's the first time since divisional realignment, courtesy of Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network, um, first time since realignment, divisional realignment in 2002 that three AFC North teams have made the postseason. Um, so, look, this is going to be a competitive division, as it usually is. This is going to be a very competitive division going forward. You've got Baker Mayfield. You've got Lamar Jackson. You know, I mean, Ben's at the end of his career in Pittsburgh here, but, I mean, they had, what, 12 wins this year, 11 wins? So they're not really going anywhere, and we know Pittsburgh's going to be Pittsburgh. So the Bengals have a lot of work to do, and Zach Taylor has a lot of work to do. We'll see what he does with the coordinators going forward. I'm going to share this now. This is Zach Taylor talking courtesy of uh, All Bengals, the Sports Illustrated website. 
um, a press conference earlier today. It's it's a 15-minute video. You can go on their website to check it out, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm just going to play a clip. I believe it's Ben Baby of ESPN.com who asked the question about coordinators going forward and what Zach's going to do um, about assistant coaches. So let's uh, let's listen in here on that. Hopefully you can see this. This is Zach Taylor talking about assistant coaches. Zach, uh, in terms of uh, staff changes, um, or have you made decisions on coordinators uh, in terms of Lou and, and, and Brian, if they're going to come back next year? We'll continue to evaluate that as the week goes. You know, I don't have any comments today on on any specific staff changes. Um, again, I, I got belief in the guys that we do have in this building, and we'll continue to make those evaluations as the week goes. Zach, how long? Is so there, that sounds as if some changes are going to be made. Uh, again, playing it very close to the vest. If you want to read the tea leaves there, it sounds like there's going to potentially be a change there. We don't know for sure, but, uh, you know, the Bengals are notoriously slow moving on making some certain changes and, you know, whether it's coaching or what have you, they just, they, they, they hang on to players, hang on to coaches longer than a, a lot of other teams. They're, they're kind of loyal to a fault in some ways there. So interesting words that, didn't say much, but kind of said said a little bit um, based based on what Zach Taylor said there. That was a video of the press conference. You can find that probably in a lot of different places, but that was on all, all bangles, courtesy of uh, Sports Illustrated. James Rapine and, and his crew over there doing some great work. So um, wanted to relay that. Who knows? It sounds like it's this could be an, an evolution thing here. And I, I want to go back real quickly again to the comments that Mike Brown publicly made about Zach Taylor. They're excited about the foundation that Zach Taylor is building with the Cincinnati Bengals, the culture he's building. But I think there was also, and, and granted, if they're going to stick by, by their head coach, you, you're going you're gonna to know that the owner is going to have some glowing praise and whatnot for the head coach. They're not going to sit there and say, you know, he's on the hot seat going into 21. You know, we expect a lot more and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, they're not going to throw him, throw him under the bus, but uh, you know, it's just interesting that they like the foundation that Zach Taylor is building yet. I, I, I get the feeling based on reports from Elise Jesse and others that Bengals ownership has intervened late this season and kind of said, Zach, you know, we're going to keep you around, but we're going to keep you around under the caveat that some of your guys got to go. You know, we gave you carte blanche in terms of bringing in your staff and these guys aren't cutting the mustard. So we're going to intervene here and we're going to, we're going to get you some different guys and that's how we're going to roll in 21. So again, it, as of now, we probably know a handful of, you know, kind of the lower level assistant positional coaches are probably going to be replaced. We've heard Jim Turner's name. We've heard Nick Eason's name on the defensive line. Um, you know, maybe Jamal Singleton, the, the running back coach. Uh, that, that's a name that some people have mentioned. We'll see. Nothing definitive as of yet. The team has not made official statements, but that'll probably come later this week. And then we'll see what happens at the coordinator at the coordinator level. Um, I, I think Darren Simmons is safe. Special teams has kind of been, even with the field goal kicking issues, special teams has been pretty solid and really the most solid facet of the team throughout most of this season. So I think Darren Simmons is safe. He, safe. he is an assistant head coach anyway. So um, I, I think he's safe, but we're talking more Brian Callahan, Lou Anarumo. And again, I played that clip there. We'll see what happens. Kind of interesting what Zach's response there. He wasn't, he wasn't, outright saying either, either guy is going to stay. 
and usually, you know, you would think that if, if they are going to stay and stick by them, you know, you would come out and say that, but we'll see. Uh, quick couple of shares going on here through Twitter. We've got mo- a lot more to get to. I'm going to try and cruise through it. I'm Anthony Kazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Thanks for joining us on this Monday, this Black Monday uh, around the NFL. A lot of guys, unfortunately, losing their jobs, and um, we'll talk more about that and how that the guys who lost jobs, how that could potentially feed into what the Bengals uh, may be doing in terms of direction and some other things going forward around the NFL. <laughs> This is a tweet from Tyler Dragon here who covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. I look that Tyler Boyd also met with the media today. I was going to relay a video there. I, I, I thought, you know, maybe that was a little too much. So I'm just going to take one little snippet here, courtesy of Tyler Dragon, of what Tyler Boyd said. Basically that, quote, he wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals select a wide receiver with the number five pick in the draft. And, of course, names like that would be, Jamar Chase, one of the two Alabama uh, receivers, Waddle or Devontae Smith. Um, so, you know, there, there are a lot of different names there that the Bengals could could choose. And, and Tyler Boyd basically kind of saying, you know, I would not be surprised if the Bengals get another wide receiver, even taking what is essentially kind of a first-round pick of sorts in T. Higgins because he was the number one pick in the second round last year. Um, and and I've said this, I can't even remember how many times I've said this now, but the Bengals have four impending free agents at the wide receiver position group. You've got Alex Erickson, Mike Thomas, A.J. Green, and John Ross. Four. So I I find it hard to believe that, I mean, I I think maybe if there's one guy that the Bengals would definitely bring back of that group, believe it or not, I would say it's Alex Erickson because I could see Darren Simmons pounding the table to keep a guy like that. But John Ross is gone. I mean, he he completely fell out of favor with this franchise through multiple through multiple coaching staffs. Uh, AJ Green seems to be gone. There was a lot of you know his wife, you know, relayed a a nice message through social media, and it, he sounds non-committal to returning to Cincinnati. So I think we can we can kind of say goodbye to AJ. And then, of course, Mike Thomas, he is a Zach Taylor guy, but he's made some critical errors this year, and really, you know, his impact has, has been. Uh, relatively minimal in terms of being on offense. Maybe he's a guy they bring back on another rental deal, but um, four impending free agents. So if the Bengals don't address wide receiver at number five overall, it's probably going to be addressed, I would assume, on day two of the draft uh, to get to get some talented players here to support Joe Burrow um, going forward. Robert Rourke's is Devontae Smith or, or Chase. Um, it's kind of pick your poison at, at this point. You know, Chase is kind of the bigger guy um, can, can you can move him around a little bit more and, and Smith is kind of the big play guy. So um, it kind of depends, you know, I, I, there's an argument to be made for both and I don't want to, you know, turn this into a listener questions episode per se. We'll get to another one of those soon, but um, you know, I, I like to interact with you guys. Look, you know, I, I think the chase thing makes a lot of sense on a number of different levels because of the rapport he had with Burrow and then, of course, you know, you can move them around a little bit. And this, and we've seen with both quarterbacks, this isn't a bombs away, a lot of long ball type of Carson Palmer type of stuff, uh, type of offensive system. There was a lot of crossers, a lot of get the ball out quick, that sort of thing. And maybe Chase plays a little bit more into that offensive style. I think the Bengals would like to go deep more in their offense. And, you know, maybe maybe it's just because they didn't have a reliable guy there 
Ross never materialized into someone they could believe in. AJ Green just wasn't the same, and they, there was not a connection built there for his usual deep ball skills. So maybe that's where Smith makes sense. But uh, you know, both are talented guys. I think the good news is, and what a, what a great segue this is. We're going to bring up a tweet from Field Yates just to refresh everybody of the current draft order of the non-playoff teams. So here's Field Yates. Uh, there are 18 spots, man, the dolphins, they, uh, they really did not end the season very well, did they? Um, so, uh, but Hey, good turnaround by them. Pretty good turnaround by the Cardinals who sit at 16, but here you go. Jaguars, jets, dolphins. So the dolphins have two, two picks in the top 18 picks of the draft. So, um, you know, they, they've, for a team that had, I believe 10 wins, you know, they've got, They've got a good arsenal here. Bengals are locked in at number five. So whether that means Sewell will be there, said this yesterday on the post-game show. Um, you know, look, we, we say this every year. That There's no way that guy's going to be here. There's no way that guy's going to be here. And inevitably, someone always falls to, uh, you know, whether it's in the top five or outside of the top five, there's always guys that all of us talking heads believe will not be there. And somehow someone is there. And, uh, you know, that's kind of <laughs> kind of the deal but uh these you know you've got a you've got a couple of the nfc east teams right around the, the 10th pick uh so there you go uh Bengals are locked in at number five there and we'll see what they do now we've got some interesting headlines with the cincinnati Bengals. these are going to be articles Courtesy of CincyJungle.com. The Bengals signed 10 players to futures contracts. So a lot of young guys getting uh, getting under contract here as the season ends. Um, defensive tackle Freedom Akinmolodon, uh, long snapper Dan Godsell, uh, safety Trayvon Henderson. He's been a guy that's been floating around this team for a while. Trent Irwin, who got uh, a couple of looks against Houston, Keandre Jones, a linebacker, Donnie Lewis, cornerback, uh, Jock, Jock Patrick, uh, the, I, I believe he went to Miami or Florida state. Um, interesting, interesting player there. I think he was a guy that could have, <coughs> excuse me, made some noise. Had he, uh, had we had a preseason, he could have probably made some waves there, but they're hanging on to him. Winston Rose, the intriguing guy out of the Canadian football league quarterback, Kyle Shermer of the, uh, Shermer family. And then Scotty Washington, the big, big wideout from Wake Forest, a guy, you know, I think he's about 6'5", so interesting guy there. Um, so you can see here just the – they're not going to count on the team's active list until February 8th, which is um, kind of when the the new league year kind of starts to to turn over there after the Super Bowl. Um, and then, you've, you know, you've got probably some more signings that will be announced coming up, but um, they're not going to be at 90 quite yet. Um, and then they're going to keep spots open for free agency as well. So uh, again, 10 guys that they signed to futures contracts that they announced on Monday. So I already talked about the, where the Bengals are sitting in terms of draft position for next year's draft. Here's one cincyjungle.com on the, in case you did not see this quite yet, 
The Bengals' opponents, and this, by the way, this talks about both draft positioning and the opponents on CincyJungle.com, but I'm just skipping because we've talked about where the Bengals are going to draft. The home, home opponents, of course, you've got your division teams, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, but you host the Green Bay Packers, you host the Kansas City Chiefs, you host the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Vikings and Jaguars. So, you know, right there, Green Bay, Kansas City coming to town. Along with three playoff teams in your own division, that's pretty treacherous. Away, you've got, again, the three, of course, divisional games, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, but you've got the Bears, who were competitive this year. You've got the Broncos, who were not. Um, you've got the Lions, who were not and are in the middle of a coaching uh, and GM search themselves. You've got the Raiders in Vegas. Who wants to come with me to Vegas if it's open? Let's go. Uh, Jets as well. So some win- more winnable games on the road, but we know that Zach Taylor only has one road win in his entire two seasons as an NFL coach. So I don't know if we can really hang our hats on that there, but those are the Bengals 21 opponents as of yet. And then the official schedule will probably be announced. Some it's usually around draft time, I believe. So um, keep your eyes and ears open for that. Uh, Blaze Thunder Gabbard says, I'm going to that Vegas game, baby. I'll see you there, Blaze. I think I'm going to go too. I'm pretty close to it living in SoCal. So not, it's a pretty easy trip. And if they're going to let people in, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, Let's, where are we going next here? Uh, oh, this is a good question from our buddy. Uh, where'd it go? Our good buddy Dalton, uh, who does some great graphic design work, does a lot of stuff on Twitter. Do you think Margus Hunt will be back? I don't know if Margus Hunt will be back, but he sure as heck has earned another contract because somewhere. Uh, that guy's been playing pretty well. He's been playing pretty well for a, a thrust into a role that is kind of a, a little bit foreign to him. I mean, he he was always an edge guy, but sometimes the Bengals would kick him inside. And that's where he, I mean, he was a defensive tackle because of Mike Daniels being out last week. And, you know, he's had a couple of tips that have turned into turnovers. He's had a couple of nice tackles for loss, loss in some games. And, uh, you know, he's been, he's been a nice little acquisition quietly. And, I'll, I'll eat crow on this one. I laughed when the Bengals uh, re-signed him because I was like, you know, why are you going back to that well? I mean, what, what's left there? Um, and, you know, for how much attrition because of injury and COVID and all that kind of stuff that the defense experienced this year, man, Marcus Hunt has uh, – he, he's been a nice little addition, and especially on the cheap. So if they – you know, there's nothing wrong with maybe bringing him in for, for training camp purposes, preseason purposes, and depth purposes – if they think he can continue to contribute, that may also coincide with who's going to be the defensive coordinator next year. I mean, he fit pretty well into what Luana Rumo was doing, doing there. So if he stays, maybe Margus Hunt stays. We'll see. But uh, I, I think Margus Hunt has, has been, um, you know, a nice, a nice addition there. Uh, good to hear from you, Dalton. Thanks for tuning in, bud. Um, let's keep it rolling here. This is the bucket of cold water that we thought we would be avoiding with the new year. And unfortunately we did not. So there's your headline. Trey Hopkins suffered an ACL tear versus the Ravens. We saw him helped off the field yesterday and um, you know, it didn't look great. I, I don't know that any of us really 
immediately thought it was, I mean, he didn't return. So we thought it was pretty serious, but I don't know uh, that we immediately thought that it was going to be, you know, this serious, but here's, here's the deal with this guys. Um, Number one, your two best offensive linemen and the guys that you relied upon the most, Jonah Williams, Trey Hopkins, um, now have some somewhat significant knee injuries to come back from. Uh, Trey Hopkins has kind of emerged as a leader on this on this team. So getting an ACL tear this late in the season is not, um, you know, this late in the game here. That, that's not ideal. We'll see how the rehab goes. I don't know that he's going to be ready to go right away. Um, in terms of starting 21, we'll see Jonah Williams didn't have, you know, the, the structural damage, but I mean, it was a pretty, it was a significant injury. And now you've got two of your best guys rehabbing on the offensive line, which is already a weakness as it is um, rehabbing injuries. So that's, that's not, that's not good. And then, you know, the Bengals need to now allocate a lot of resources, draft and free agency along the offensive line. You have to. And then, and then your quarterback's also rehabbing a knee injury. Um, it's just a really precarious situation, really precarious situation. And, you know, Hopkins has been a really nice story. Um, <clears throat> you know, he was a guy who bounced around quite a bit on the Bengals roster, was waved and cut and on the practice squad, on and off. And all of a sudden he kind of linked onto this starting center job and he's played pretty well. You know, that was a job that was supposed to – he was Hopkins was going to be a guard on this team – and the Bengals drafted Billy Price, and Billy Price has not materialized into a viable starter. Uh, he got some time yesterday, by the way. But um, so they gave, you know, they they gave Hopkins the shot, and he signed a three-year extension last year, and he played he played relatively well this year. Um, played relatively well last year too. So he was a guy that basically was their their best offensive lineman this year. And then you've got Jonah Williams also, who kind of had some ups and downs, basically playing his rookie season of sorts, and now he's hurt. So. You know, not uh, not the way you want to start the new year with your starting center potentially rehabbing a significant, uh, you know, significant knee injury. That is just not the way you wanted it to happen. Going to be here for a few more minutes. Going to share some more things with you about the Bengals, the AFC North, and around the NFL. Thanks for joining us on the Water Cooler Chat. Hopefully, you can take all of this stuff I'm giving to you. And uh, with your coworkers, with your buddies, whatever, text threads, you're on, talking some football. You can uh, relay some of this stuff. Hey, pawn it off as your own. You can steal my stuff. I don't, I don't care. Go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, here's just real quickly, just a quick rundown in case you haven't seen this. I, I always recommend people go to this because it's a, it's a good set of links it's on cincyjungle.com it's the they just call Bengals news patrick judas usually does these for us um you know there's just a lot of uh, some of this i've already gone through so i'm not going to belabor the point but um you know it's a lot of links to bangles.com and other other great blogs uh that cover the team um just to kind of get you caught up with all kinds of different things but um you know one thing also if you want to use another zach taylor quote you can go to the post game news conference from from yesterday, we're, quote, we're a better team than what we showed today. We ran into a team that's playing as good a football as we've seen all year. They're certainly peaking at the right time, but that was not our best today. That's not what we expected to put on the field. We're going to have to live with that and continue to build this offseason, end quote. And you can get the entire thing. I believe it's on bangles.com. You can get that news conference quote. 
from Zach Taylor um, and uh, and get caught up on that. But this is a helpful, you know, there's a lot of different stuff on here on cincyjungle.com. So I recommend you check that out. Let's get you caught up too with the, this is interesting from Mark Young. Let's see what this, Paul Daner said he is hearing that they are going after line and free agency versus betting on draft picks. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Paul Daner is a pretty reliable source with the athletic. He's got a good, good pulse on the team. So uh, thanks for sharing that, Mark. Appreciate it. This one is just quite honestly, the playoff picture in case you need to be caught up with that because it's a little different this year um, because there's seven teams in each conference. So uh, you've got the one seeds in both, uh, both conferences. You've got the chiefs finished 14 and two. Packers 13 and three, by the way, again, in case you missed earlier, those are two teams. The Bengals are hosting next year at Paul Brown stadium, (laughs) a combined, what is that? 27 and five between those two teams and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Yikes. Uh, You've got the bills as a two seed finishing 13 and three, the saints as a two seed finishing 12 and four, the saints kind of quietly 12 and four, at least to me, they, you know, you've had the Drew Brees injury and all that kind of stuff, and somehow they they still, you know, scrape together a twelve and four season. Nice, nice work by New Orleans there. Uh, Pittsburgh is your three seed. Seahawks are your three seed in the NFC. Titans are your four seed. They really made it interesting yesterday against Houston. And man, Derrick Henry, what a beast! Over two thousand yards rushing uh, in this day and age. That's that's pretty awesome. Washington gets your fourth seed there at seven and nine, winning the division. With just seven wins, week, week, year in the NFC East. You've got the Ravens making it as your first wild card, the fifth seed, Tampa Bay, same on the NFC. You've got Browns as the sixth seed and the Rams there. And then your seven seeds, the Colts and the Bears. Um, I mean, man, Bears make it at eight and eight. That's another team I said the Bengals play next year and has the seventh seed. And then, you know, AFC, Colts barely made it at, at 11 and five. So, um, you know, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at with this. And, uh, you know, should be an interesting weekend. There's going to be three games on Saturday and Sunday, three games for the playoffs. So they're calling it like the mega super, I don't know, (laughs) mega super wild card weekend or something like that. I don't know. Marketing geniuses there. Uh, A couple more before we get out of here. We're going a little long, but like I said, we had a lot to get to. Real quick, this is um, on NFL.com. This is Olivier Vernon, the pretty good defensive end for the Cleveland Browns. He will not be playing. He tore his Achilles against Pittsburgh. Um, he, he had nine sacks for Cleveland and was a nice, you know, kind of number two to Miles Garrett. So um, they do have some depth behind him. Adrian Claiborne and a, another former first-round pick will be uh, coming in. And then Porter Gustin, who used to play at USC, and another rotational guy for him. But um, And then the Browns are, are playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh this weekend. So they get a rematch there. And this time Pittsburgh's going to be playing a lot more guys than they did this weekend. So – Cleveland's got a got an uphill battle and they're they're missing one of their better defensive players there. All right, so here's here's where we're gonna end it. <clears throat> Getting you caught up 
on the coaching GM news. And this is a really, I'm going to put this, um, I feel like this is very valuable. So I'm going to put this in our chats here, guys and gals. There you go. Um, so here, here, here's kind of the interviews, the comings, the goings, all that kind of stuff. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So the Falcons have interviewed Bienemy, Raheem Morris, and Robert Sala, the uh, 49ers defensive coordinator. He's becoming a hot name. The Detroit Lions have interviewed Bienemy, Dan Campbell, Marvin Lewis, uh, Robert Sala, and Arthur Smith. The Texans have interviewed Jim Caldwell. Matt Eberflus, the Colts defensive coordinator, another hot name. And then there you go, Marvin Lewis, another one. Getting some run there, old Marv. The Jets, uh, who have fired Adam Gase, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dable, and Matt Eberflus have been there. Um, do we even want to? <laughs> do we even need to do GMs? Because it's not like the Bengals have one. But I, I guess we can quickly go through it. You see a couple of names there. Um, for the Falcons, Morocco Brown, Terry Fontenot, Brad Holmes, Anthony uh, Robinson, Rick Smith, Carolina Panthers, Ryan Poles, Jerry Reese, Brant Tillis, uh, the Lions, man, look at their list. It's just a ton of names there, including Pioli, Louis Riddick, uh, Thomas Dimitrov. So a couple of, of really um, big names there that they're looking for in their GM search. Uh, Houston, Matt Bazurgan and Riddick getting an interview there. And then Riddick also interviewing with the Jacksonville Jaguars to be their, um, their GM. Here you go, right here. Uh, the fired folks. Dan Quinn, as we know, he was fired midseason, and Thomas Dimitrov was as well. Um, Detroit Lions fired Matt Patricia. We knew that. That was a few weeks ago. General Manager Bob Quinn and former Bengals guy uh, Braden Coombs uh, was let go as well. So that was kind of an interesting thing. Of course, the Texans let go of head coach slash GM Bill O'Brien. The Chargers let go of Anthony Lynn. So this is a name to maybe potentially watch for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Anthony Lynn for a, you know, some form of a, uh, a coaching position. A really well-respected guy in the league. Um, you know, had a couple of nice seasons with the Chargers, but just, you know, never got him over the hump. And then they they started really slow this year, aside from the win against the Bengals, that wacky one in week one. And then, you know, uh, kind of surged towards the end there, but not enough. Jacksonville let go of Doug Maroney, another guy that uh, the Bengals could be keeping an eye on out there as a, a guy to bring in. So Marone is out of Jacksonville. I said the Jets let go of Adam Gase and their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. Greg Williams was a couple of weeks ago after that Raiders debacle. Uh, and then the Carolina Panthers, they let go of general manager Marty Herney. And then our old pal, Paul Gunther, the Raiders let go of him uh, in week 15. So that's a little bit where we're at right now. In terms of comings, goings, uh, not really comings at this point, kind of in interviews, I guess, but um, goings, etc. That's going to do it for us, guys. I went uh, kind of long here, but wanted to get through a ton of stuff for you, get you caught up on all of the headlines. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We've got more coming at you. Matt Minnick's going to do more Chalk Talk episodes. We've got our deep dive 
show on Wednesday night, John Sheeran and myself. I know the boys, Ace and Zim, are doing their thing with the Orange is the New Black show, all part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. So subscribe, check out what we're doing. We're going to continue to bring you all kinds of stuff. We're focusing now, going to focus now on the draft, free agency, et cetera, um, with with our shows, as well as bringing in more special guests and whatnot. So please join us. We appreciate the support. The support. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you soon.